Have you ever known anybody or have you ever had something that starts with a sore foot or a headache or a, a paper cut? Have you ever had a cold or a flu? Have you ever had some kind of um, germ bug or virus where it's affected you for a, a short or long period of time? And then, God forbid, have you ever had uh, or been involved with somebody that's had some kind of really serious illness, sickness, disease, right through to a terminal illness like cancer? And is it possible as humans that we have all had every one of us, something from a paper cut or a headache right through to known or being involved with or I can't imagine what it would be like to be told that you're going to die. So you're so sick that you're going to die. So what do we do about that? And as an exercise professional, that's been a real driving force for me. Uh, and the reason for that is we often talk about exercise in regards to ripped abdominals and tight butt cheeks and low body fat percentages and looking good in a bikini and I want to lose weight and look good, look good, look good. Uh, and for most of my career path, probably till I was about 30, maybe a bit older, that was me too. It was all about how do I look really good. Uh, as I'm old now and getting older, uh, and only chronologically older, by the way, because when you're healthy, fit and strong, you don't have to get physiologically or psychologically older. You can stay young. Uh, but that's been a driving force. How do I keep my body in peak physical condition, mentally and physically, as I get older? And is there anything that we can do about injuries, illness, disease, germs, bugs, viruses, sickness, terminal illness? Is there anything that we can do about that as exercise professionals? And it's interesting because I went to school with a lot of people, went to a private boarding school in Melbourne, Australia, where there are a lot of, I, I very clearly hear people in my class saying, I want to become a doctor. Unfortunately, there was a, a lot of those people wanted to become doctors so they could, quote, drive BMWs and earn lots of money. Uh, but we have a lot of people who go into the medical profession, uh, whether it's as a GP or they specialise in something from injury and uh, perhaps injury prevention. So they do something like chiropractic or they do physiotherapy or osteopathy or something like that. Uh, right through to I want to be a cardiologist or an endocrinologist or an oncologist and help people that have been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Uh, and it's been interesting to watch that, uh, particularly because I'm, as I shared, getting older. Uh, it's been interesting to watch the research and science and what's happened with uh, how do we look after, how do we treat, how do we prevent, how do we cure uh, everything from a tiny little scratch bite uh, paper cut, uh, injury, right through to a terminal illness. And things have definitely changed. And here's the thing that's changed the most. Uh, exercise professional. Uh, I used to call myself a personal trainer and then I call, called myself a fitness professional and now I call myself an exercise professional, a personal exercise coach and this is the reason why. The top medical professionals in the world, everything from psychology to oncology to orthopedic surgeons to cardiologists all say exactly the same thing if they're really good at what they do. Exercise is medicine, and medicine is exercise. So if I ask you this question, if you could uh, buy a pill, powder, or potion, some kind of intervention that would help you recover quickly from a paper cut and a headache, 
or prevent you getting a headache, if it could help you recover quickly from injury, if it could help prevent you getting old so you could avoid uh, type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia, osteoporosis, the old people's diseases, uh, if it could help you have a brain that works better so that you uh, didn't uh, you didn't get depression, you were less likely to feel anxiety, uh, you were happier, you're in control of your emotions. If you could buy a pill, powder or potion that was guaranteed to make sure that you had strong muscles, strong bones, uh, healthy heart and lungs, that you would have great hair, great skin, great nails, good posture, healthier teeth, bright eyes, and you could maintain that for the rest of your life. If you could buy that pill, I'm pretty bloody sure that that would be the top selling pill in the world. So here's my challenge, here's my personal challenge every day. And if you are an exercise professional, medical professional, coach, parent, teacher, here's all of our challenge. Exercise is medicine, medicine is exercise. The top medical professionals in the world will all share now that there is nothing that exercise won't help. Every disease, every psychological, physiological, doesn't matter what challenge inside the body, if you are fit and strong, there's a whole heap of things that are going to be better. Number one, if you're really fit and strong, so if you've got the fittest, strongest body that you could possibly have, your chances of getting sick at all are very, very low, if not zero. And particularly the diseases that are now caused, and I, and I always share this, around 80% of people in hospital, people in a doctor's office, people in an emergency ward, about 80% of those people don't have to be there. Because they're unfit and because they're uh, weak and because they don't exercise and because they don't eat healthy food, because they have an unhealthy lifestyle, their body has wasted away, rotted away, gotten old, gotten frail, and that's happened to 30 and 40 year olds. Not You don't have to be old to be old. Your body will waste away and rot away, and you'll end up at a doctor's office or in an emergency ward or in hospital because of what you did or didn't do to your own body. So as an exercise professional, what can we do <laughs> to make sure that we keep people out of a doctor's office, out of the hospital from a prevention point of view. And again, the top medical professionals will share that when you're healthy, fit and strong, your chances of getting sick from most diseases are zero. Uh, and particularly, and I, and I rattle them off because I believe that as an exercise professional, I have the prevention and cure for coronary heart disease, cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, depression, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, obesity, and, and most cancers. The biggest killer, terminal illness, horrible diagnosis to be given to most human beings is if somebody says to you, you've got cancer. But ultimately, the, again, the top oncologists are sharing with us that if you are healthy, fit, and strong, you are 80% less chance of getting cancer because most cancers are caused by a body that's weak, out of shape, unhealthy, and is broken. And obviously, if your immune system's broken, if your body is in a weakened state, you're more likely to be susceptible to all sorts of diseases, including the horrible one, which is cancer. So if we're fit and strong, we're less likely to get anything. That's pretty bloody awesome. If I do buy uh, genetics, by some kind of bad luck from an accident, if I have uh, a disease that I have no control over, and, and I'm, a, I'm a realist, everyone says, oh, well, you're such an optimist, but I, technically I'm a very strong realist. I do understand that there are people 
And I have many, many hundreds, if not thousands of people in my life who from bad luck, from genetics, from some kind of horrible thing that happened from whoever gave it to them, whether you believe in God or the universe, they've ended up with some horrible disease, uh, something that they've had absolutely no control of. And as you know, I always, I, I beg now, how about we leave uh, the medical professionals, the top people who really understand how to prevent and cure disease, let them focus on those horrible diseases that we have no control over. I don't want to waste the time of any doctor, of any medical professional uh, on uh, looking after my body if it was something that I have control over. So if I'm fit and I'm strong, I'm very much unlikely, less likely, not at risk to end up in a doctor's office or in a hospital. And I'll just go one step backwards again. Uh, it's been suggested to me by all of my very uh, close associates, colleagues, medical professionals, people that I associate with in regards to the human body, they all say exactly the same, th same thing. Stay the hell out of the hospital. Uh, there are too many healthy people that have gone into hospital because of an accident or to have a baby or something, and there's too many germs and bugs and viruses and horrible things inside hospitals. Stay the hell out of the hospital. Just the fact that usually when you go to hospital, they put you in a bed, and lying down in a bed for as little as a week, your body will become weak. You can lose muscle tissue, muscle, muscle strength, uh, and, a, and a reasonably large amount of it, depending on you and your metabolism and how your body's put together, in as little as seven days. So you don't want to be going somewhere where they're going to lie you on your back for seven days. You want to be out of the, stay out of the hospital. And that's the beautiful thing. When you're really fit and really, really strong, very unlikely that you're going to be challenged with any of those major horrible diseases. And I think that's really exciting. But the next part is this. If for some reason you are by bad luck or bad design or something horrible has happened in your life and you end up having to go to the doctor or the hospital, uh, the, all the medical professionals again are saying that if you are healthy, if you're, so, and I'll, I'll take healthy out because obviously if you're fit and strong, you're more likely to be healthy. But if you're fit and strong and you become unhealthy because of a disease, a bug or a virus, you are much more likely to be able to deal with that bloody thing uh, get rid of it much, much quicker, and it's less likely to come back. So that's why I'm going to use cancer again because the study studies on cancer are pretty... We often hear this. Everybody wants to cure cancer. We hear that almost as a blank statement. But because it's such a horrible disease and because it attacks the body so brutally and because the treatment for cancer is so horrible, chemotherapy is just a, a horrible thing. It makes you sick and your hair falls out and it's just a terrible thing to have to put your body through. But the really interesting thing that the top oncologists are sharing with us is that when you're really fit and strong, if by some horrible bad luck you end up with cancer, and I'll go back a step again, if you're fit and strong, there's 80% of, of cancers that you are not going to get because you, you, your body's just fit and strong and you just won't get them. But if you do get cancer, if you're fit and strong, there's three awesome things. Number one is that you'll be able to handle the chemotherapy so much better. So you'll be able to get higher doses more often so you can get rid of the cancer quicker because your body can cope because it's fit and strong. Second is that you will recover quicker. So you'll get rid of it quicker. You'll recover quicker from uh, chemotherapy, from, from cancer. And the third thing is it's less likely to come back because your body's fit and strong. So I'll ask the question again, if you could buy a pill for that, 
If you, if you knew that sometime in your life there was even a risk or a chance that you were going to get cancer, but if your body was fit and strong, there's 80% less chance that you'll ever get it. And if you do get it, you'll be able to handle the treatment better, you'll recover quicker, and it's less likely to come back. Because that's one of the horrible things with cancer. We're always scared that it's going to come back. Would you take that pill is my question. So that's the most horrible thing that can happen to us, really. And if you're fit and strong, you'll handle it all of that so much better. I get really excited about that because I'm an exercise professional. I, as a career path, have chosen to make sure that people stay fit and strong, get fit and strong, stay that way for the rest of their life, which means most of the horrible diseases that attack the human body and most of the reasons why people are in hospital and or the doctor's office, I can prevent that, which makes me really excited about my friends from school who wanted to be doctors, drive BMWs and get wealthy. Uh, for me, my career path has been absolutely driven by how do I get the human body into great shape, how do I get it fit and healthy and strong, and how can I get it to stay that way so that we can stay out of hospital. I just think that's really exciting. So as an exercise professional, I have all of those tools. And you do too. If you're a max exercise professional and you study your program and you learn your anatomy and physiology, you too will be in the position where you can prevent and or cure and or help people recover quicker from every medical challenge. So let's simply use a, a paper cut or a blister or a pimple or any part of your, your body that uh, it gets injured or broken. When you've got a strong immune system, that's what your immune system does. It fights whatever has attacked your body or broken your body, whether it's a paper cut or a virus. And your immune system is built inside your bones. When you've got strong muscles pulling on strong bones, you then have a stronger immune system. When you've got a strong immu uh, immune system, you can fight everything. Again, when you're fit and strong, you've got a, cent a strong central nervous system and a strong endocrine hormonal system, which means all of those systems work together effectively so that when something does attack you, whether you cut yourself, whether you break something, whether you pick up a germ bug or virus, you recover from it so much quickly because you've got an immune system that can go fight which means you're going to have better skin, for example, because if you get a pimple or a cut or something happens, and then there's some horrible skin diseases like eczema and stuff that makes your skin look horrible, less likely to ever get those. And if you do, you'll recover so much quicker because you've got a fit, strong body and a strong immune system that can fight all of those things. So from a looking good point of view and having all the things that make us look good, that all comes from the inside, not the outside. People spend, well, there's now a trillion dollar industry to stay young and to stay cosmetically beautiful. But ultimately, doesn't beauty come from the inside? If you want to look beautiful, have that great posture, great skin, great hair, great nails, uh, strong teeth, strong bones, and that all comes from being fit and strong. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Uh, and it costs nothing. Now, you can spend a fortune on a, on a gym if you want to, and you can spend a fortune on exercise coaching if you want to, and you can spend a fortune on all sorts of pills and powders and programs and potions. But ultimately, if you get puffed, you'll get fit. If you lift heavy stuff, you'll get strong, which means you are now fit and strong, which means you can fight any germ, bug, virus, or disease. Exercise is medicine, and medicine is exercise. The uncomfortable one to talk about, of course, is depression, anxiety, and any kind of mental uh, uh, unwellness. Uh, and there are, it's again, a, a multi-billion dollar industry for the pharmaceutical companies to make antidepressants. 
and this is a really personal thing for me and, and I'm asking you, please do it. If you're a, an exercise professional, a parent, a teacher or a coach and you know anybody that is either being told to go on antidepressants or they're considering going to the doctor to get antidepressants or there's that conversation, please have a look at, uh, on, the, on simply on a packet of, of antidepressants, have a look at the side effects of taking a pharmaceutical antidepressant. Now this... There's pretty much no doubt and there's a, a lot of science and research to show that if you take antidepressants, you may feel better. Not necessarily, by the way, it depends on the diagnosis you get from which kind of uh, a psychiatrist or psychologist or, or mental health person, but uh, there are some benefits to taking a pharmaceutical drug for, for your brain. There's, there's lots of research to show that. But when they compare exercise to pharmaceuticals, there's a really interesting comparison because both will make you feel good in the short term. Uh, in the long term, exercise not only will make you feel good and feel psychologically healthier and oh, sorry, healthier and happier, uh, but the side effects is where where there's a big differentiation. So the side effects for taking a pharmaceutical antidepressant are horrific. Please read the packet. And for some of those packets, they come with three or four pages of serious, horrible side effects from short and long-term effects of taking a pharmaceutical antidepressant, one of which is suicidal tendencies. And I just share with you, uh, because I have a lot to do with psychologists and psychiatrists, there are a lot of those um, health and head doctors now sharing with me that they're really concerned about our high level of suicide has a lot to do with our high level of use of antidepressant because the pharmaceutical companies have it printed on the packet. One of the side effects of taking an antidepressant is that it's, uh, it causes suicidal tendencies. So I don't want that for anybody. What I do know is that when they've cross-compared antidepressants with exercise, short and long-term exercise makes you feel good. Short-term, you could get some, some feel-good effects from a, from a pharmaceutical antidepressant. But the side effects of exercise, first of all, let's have a look at the, the psychology inside the brain or, or the physiology. doesn't matter. They're connected. Uh, serotonin, which is a satisfaction neurotransmitter inside the brain, uh, dopamine, which is a reward neurotransmitter, so I feel rewarded and I feel satisfied. Oxytocin, I feel loved. Uh, endorphins are a painkiller that make me feel happy. And then brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is a fertilizer for my brain. They're all, all things that pharmaceutical companies are trying to synthesize and or have synthesized into a pill. But when you exercise, and it's not now that exercise because we have to differentiate what that actually means. A lot of people think, well, if I go exercise, I'll feel better or I'll feel less depressed or I'll feel less, less anxious. But to get that major drive of neuro, neurotransmitting happy drugs, we have to do intense activity. So if I puff really hard, so I, I, I now tap into the hormonal system, which is to sprint to lift heavy, to go hard at 100% effort. So I'll just call it the 100% effort system uh, that my body now has to produce, hormonally has to produce epinephrine, adrenaline and cortisol, which are the movement drugs so I can go. But the fight and flight response inside the body is once I've gotten rid, because that's their threat drugs. They're, they're called movement drugs for a reason because I've got to get the hell out of there. If my body's producing epinephrine, adrenaline, and cortisol, it means I'm under threat and I've got to go. I've either got to sprint the hell out of there, flight, 
or I've got to turn and fight and kill the animal, the threat, whatever's challenging me. What's really exciting about that is once I've overcome the threat, uh, now I have serotonin, dopamine, brain-derived neurotropic factor, endorphins. The beautiful thing about an endorphin, it's also a natural painkiller. So not only does it help us get the hell out of there, but it also produces the pain-killing feeling inside our body so we can get the hell out of there or we can fight. Uh, for me, as a, as a young girl whose only goal has ever been to make people feel good, and the reason I became an exercise professional is because I had been exercising for three years on the floor doing silly sit-ups and side leg raises and donkey kicks and all sorts of stupid stuff, uh, got up into the upright position and got puffed and, and felt fantastic. I didn't care that day that whether I lost weight or whether I looked good in a bikini because I was the ugliest girl in my school and I had pimples on my face and buck teeth and I was overweight. But what blew my mind was how good I felt after I exercised. Uh, talk about an endorphin rush. I couldn't believe it. I just felt amazing. And that's why I became an exercise professional because I wanted to make sure that every other little girl who didn't like the way she looked and didn't like the way she felt and felt uh, that she didn't... Uh, fit in with the world that day I felt like I could take on the world I was just it was just amazing and I want that for everybody and that of course is that change of brain chemistry so every time we exercise at high intensity and we get puffed so 100% effort exercise produces 100% effort uh, effort production of dopamine serotonin brain drive neurotropic factor oxytocin uh, and the, the, the endorphin rush of uh, pain-killing and happiness. And that comes from high-intensity exercise. Not just exercise, high-intensity exercise. And what's beautiful about that is that 100% effort exercise is only 10 seconds in, in time frame. Literally, when you understand how the human body works, and surely as an exercise professional, that's something that you're really excited about learning about. How does the body work and what produces what produces a body that can fight germs, bugs, viruses, diseases, cuts, injuries, headaches, terminal illness, and horrible brain uh, challenges? If I've got a fit, strong body, I can handle all of those. Why and how? Uh, the ultimate is that I've got three energy systems. I've got phosphate, I've got lactate, and I've got aerobic. In the phosphate system, which is only 10 seconds, that's 100% effort. 100% effort produces 100% results, produces 100% change in my body. Everything that I do that changes my body is a stimulus. I'll rephrase that. Everything I do physically at 100% effort is a stimulus to change my body into being a healthy, fit, strong, high-performing machine. So I go back and always share this. If I put in a 50% effort, I'm going to get a 50% result. If I put in 75, 75. But if I put in 100%, I'm going to get 100% result. So when it comes to mental health, when it comes to feeling good, feeling happy, being in control of my emotions, my hormonal system, because the hormonal system, central nervous system work incredibly well together with the skeletal and muscular system, with the cardiovascular and respiratory system, they all work together to produce this fit, strong body. And that, that kind of exercise, that 100% effort exercise, is what causes medicine for my body. If I want preventative medicine so that I don't get sick, I don't get depressed, I don't get anxious, I don't pick up germs, bugs, viruses and diseases, and if I do, I can fight them really fast, 
If I want the best result for my body, I've got to put in 100% effort. But that 100% effort is only 10 seconds. So I literally can turn my body into a healthy, fit, strong, amazing machine by some very high intensity puffing for 10 seconds and some very high intensity lifting in that 10 second range. And the beautiful thing though with the phosphate system, when I go hard with my heart and lungs, uh, that recovers pretty quickly. So I can sprint, get my breath back and sprint again. So I could sprint 10, 20, 30 times throughout the day if I wanted to. I could become a really fit, strong fighting machine. But my muscles and bones, my endocrine central nervous system, when I lift something really heavy, uh, I put micro tears in my muscles that have to, they have to repair. People seem to think, well, if I lift heavy, I get stronger. I'm not getting stronger when I'm lifting, as we know. I'm only going to get stronger when I recover from the workout. So those micro tears repair. They uh, recuperate, regenerate, and then super compensate. So the amount of strength training I have to do so I can be a strong person uh, people say, how often should I lift heavy things? Well, I don't know the answer to that because it depends on your lifestyle. It depends on your hydration. It depends on how much sleep you get. It depends on what your nutrition is like. It depends on how heavy you lift. The harder you lift, uh, the stronger you are, the more time it takes to recover. Uh, and the beautiful thing though about strength training is how do I know that I'm getting stronger? You can lift heavier. How do you know that you're getting fitter? Because they're the two things that make us they're the medicine. If I get fit and I get strong, that's the medicine that I can fight every other medical challenge and or have a great life. And I'm just going to give you an interesting, funny little story. Uh, I went to a medical doctor at one stage uh, be before I went through menopause uh, to get some uh, contraceptive material. And uh, the doctor... Oh, it's a bit of a scary story to tell, really. The doctor suggested that I, um, he had a packet of antidepressants in his, in his drawer in his office, and he suggested that I take these antidepressants as a gift. Uh, I was getting married, and he said, you should take these as a gift. I said, I beg your pardon? I'm the happiest, most positive person. I know why on earth would I take antidepressants? And he said this to me. Uh, these work really well for people who are miserable and depressed, but they work really bloody great with people who are really happy. It'll be like you're on heroin or cocaine. His quote, not mine. Uh, I did, obviously didn't take those pills, uh, and I'm not interested in taking pharmaceutical pills to be happy. The interesting thing, though, is if you apply that same concept to exercise, so you could treat exercise as a medicine. Medicine is exercise. So if you want to get better, take exercise as a medicine. If you don't want to get sick, take exercise as, an, as a vaccine, for example, because if you've got a fit, strong body, you're more likely to be able to fight germs, bugs, viruses, and diseases. But imagine a body that's already fit and healthy, and then you just keep getting fitter and healthier. So you keep taking that medicine. Uh, you can overdose on this, this particular medicine, by the way, because if you overtrain, if you do too much and you don't let your body recover, it's one of the reasons why people don't get the results that they want from their strength training because they don't give their, their body long enough to recover. Uh, so I can overdose on strength training, which means I'm not recuperating, I'm not regenerating, I'm not super compensating, which means I won't get stronger. So if I'm not getting stronger, I don't get the benefit of that medicine. If my body is overloaded, so if I do too much, and that's uh, one of the reasons why a fast, intense, high 
uh, high intense activity is so awesome because it's just a short period of time. You can't get overload injuries. You can't get repetitive strain injury. You can't hurt. One of the challenges I had to, uh, running marathon, for example, is how many times you hit the ground, hit the ground, hit the ground, hit the ground. If you train in the gym seven days a week, you're going to get injury from overuse. You can overdose on exercise. But isn't it gorgeous that most people don't like to exercise? So the amount of exercise that you need to do to get the results that you want is just a tiny amount. People say, how much exercise do I need to do? And I always say, well, how little do I need to do? What's the tiniest amount of exercise we can do to get the best results possible? And ultimately, it's get puffed as many times as you can throughout the day, recover, get your breath back. And then once, maybe twice a week, lift some heavy things, lifting. And lifting, of course, is use as many muscles as you possibly can at the same time, because remember, it's 100% effort. If you do little exercises, you get little results. If you do big exercises, you get big results. So big functional compound movements that use as many muscles as possible at the same time. And ultimately, you'd probably get away with one exercise because if you pick something up off the ground and you do it slow and controlled so you don't get injured, and if that's really heavy and you can only do it six, seven, eight, nine times because you're staying inside that phosphate system so it's heavy enough that your muscles are completely tired after 10 seconds, you're now going to get strong in a really short period of time. So I'm going to wrap all of that up because for me it's one of the most exciting things ever. The prescription, if medicine is exercise and exercise is medicine, the prescription is tiny, literally. You don't need to take very much. You just need to take it at intense activity, work as hard as you possibly can, which means you can't go for long. It's a ridiculous notion to think you can exercise hard and long. You can exercise hard and short or long and boring, but not both. So you can get really fit in a short period of time, 10 seconds to get puffed. You can get strong in a really short period of time. Two or three exercises, you could get away with one exercise. It's going to take about two or three minutes to overload every muscle, bone, ligament, tendon, and joint, endocrine system, central nervous system in your body, and then give yourself time to recover. How do you know you've recovered? You can lift heavier than you did last time. So the prescription is tiny. And last but not least, uh, as an exercise professional, I never dreamt that this is what, what I would ever call myself, but I am a drug dealer. The same thing that addicts us or addicts humans to heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, smoking, drinking, gambling, sex, shopping, all the things that we get addicted to, we get addicted to the dopamine rush. That's the, uh, sorry, the, the transmitter in our brain that gives us a reward. So if we feel good about something we, and we get a reward from it and we get a dopamine rush, we want to do it again. Uh, the interesting thing about exercise is, once again, all of those other things have horrible side effects. Uh, methamphetamine, heroin, cocaine, gambling, smoking, drinking, there's some terrible side effects there. But exercise, we can get addicted to it with these amazing side effects of being a healthy, fit, strong human being with great posture, great hair, great teeth, uh, German bug fighting machine, uh, happy drug pumping machine, and a body that can burn up everything we put into it because we, we become a calorie and, and food and fat and sugar burning machine. <laughs> it's so exciting. But the prescription or the dealing of that drug, and I always ask this question, if you, God forbid, you were a drug dealer of, of the scary kind, uh, if you wanted to addict people to heroin or cocaine or methamphetamine, you wouldn't give them an overdose at the start. You would give them a little bit to make sure that they get addicted and they stay addicted. 
Well, exercise is exactly the same. If you understand the neurotransmitting of the brain, uh, to get addicted to exercise, it's never, ever going to be about overloading somebody and killing them at the start, which is a lot of the time what gyms do, what personal trainers do, what the exercise people do is we give people a 45-minute class and we tell them they've got to go to the gym for an hour and they overdose the person at the start and the person never wants to come back again. But if I give somebody a tiny little bit of exercise and it makes them feel good and I give them a tiny little bit of exercise and it makes them feel good, is it possible they get, they'll get addicted to it and they actually want to stick to it for the rest of their lives? So here's me, Rowie, drug dealer of the ultimate kind, because the drug of exercise, and I'll rephrase with medicine, exercise is a drug and the best drug is exercise. Because the drug of exercise makes us look good, feel good, turns our body into a germ bug virus fighting machine, turns our brain into a happy drug pumping machine, turns our body into something that can function and look good, and we can stay that way for the rest of our lives. Surely that's the ultimate drug. So how about as the best drug dealers of the ultimate drug, as an exercise professional, how about we don't overdose people? How about we get excited about what we do and how about we live and breathe it? So if we have a drug that's going to make the, the, a human body a healthy, fit, strong, be able to deal with everything machine, surely we need to be living that ourselves. So if you are an exercise professional, a parent, a teacher, or a coach, and you want other people to exercise, to take the, the medicine that will prevent and or cure all medical challenges, do we need to be the living, breathing example? So one of the reasons why I don't do marathon anymore, one of the reasons why I don't teach classes anymore, one of the reasons why I don't do long exercise anymore is I want to be the person that inspires the 90% of people that don't want to take the drug of exercise. Around about 10% of people are either addicted to it or on their way to being addicted to exercise, but 90% aren't. And I don't want to overdose them. And I don't want to give them stuff that's going to waste their time or hurt their joints. I just want to get people to be exercising so that they can get addicted to the best medicine. Medicine is exercise and exercise is the best medicine for everything. Isn't that awesome?